You're listening to DraftKings Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ready to go. All right, here we go. Let's root, root, root for the D-backs. They don't win. Oh, oh, yeah, now, you care. We're, no, no. Shit, the World Series is in town. <laughs> I'm, going home, I'm going home and trying to get tickets to game one. Hell yeah. All right. Happy Friday. Welcome to Oddball. The weekend is here. You made it. You made it. We Welcome made to it. the weekend. Yeah. We have, we're not there yet. We're back in time. Not quite. But guess what? We are going to go back in time today because we're going to talk to George Gervin. The, the Ice, Ice Man. Man. And when I tell you this interview is going to blow your minds, he has a revelation in it that I still can't wrap my mind around. I'm not going to blow it. I'm going to wait for you to watch it later. Also. Yes. Hype me up. Hype me up. Yeah, get some spirits It's a Friday. Up. Everybody needs to like, get that energy going into the weekend. You might be feeling a little down. We're going to change that. Here at Oddball, we are changing stuff for you. All right. Uh, sure. It's Friday. That's, yeah, that's, that's a very it's Friday. It's been a long-ass week. It, it has been a long-ass <laughs> week. But Charlotte, yeah. last night, Suns, Lakers, Lakers, victorious to get their first win of the season. At the game, the guy who had the... Nike Air Max. These are the, the, the shoes inspired by Back to the Future, too. So I didn't know they made real ones. I'd have seen you... Back to the Future. Okay. I was I'd actually on... seen, yeah. Oh, good God. That, I feel like that would have been the breaking point. If you'd been like, if you seen I, Back to the Future, uh, and I'd well, say I would have no. stopped the show, literally, and we would have <laughs> ran it on all the screens in here. Okay, so didn't know that Nike had made a limited run in 2011. Mm-hmm. And these shoes are like... Yes, these are some of the most expensive, rarest shoes ever. And this guy's sitting there, and he had also, he had a helmet, sort of, and like a metallic, I don't really know what he had going on. uh, Charlotte, let me help you out. Yeah. He was dressed like a douchebag. Okay. They have sensors in them. Yep. It tells you when the battery runs out. Mm-hmm. They they do self-tie. I don't know if anyone would actually wear them, because they're so expensive. uh, Every movie about the future... We're getting narration exposition from all of our things, from our shoes to our jackets, <laughs> telling us what's happening. You can't just get dry. But you know what? Uh-huh. That's what happens. How, you're, what? Yeah, with smart fridges and like smart phones. Fu- it's like talk? doors open, oh, doors open. Mine like, just beeps. Please, I mean, I don't have one. Yeah, mine I just, just beeps. I just goes. heard of, Mine doesn't even beep. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I have a dumb fridge, but I'm saying I think that that's the point that we're at. I think our things are talking to us. You know what? You're talking down your fridge and I don't like that. I don't like the energy there. I think we need to hype up your fridge. Hype me up. Hey, fridge, you keep things cold. You're awesome. See, that's, that's how we play hype me up. Let's you know what? Let's play it right okay, now. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> down in the dumps. Feeling like the world doesn't remember you or give a damn about your feelings. Guess what? Tune your dial to the DraftKings network to this segment right now. It's called Hype Me Up. Hype Me Up. And this is where we each have a series of people and entities on our sheet. We read them each other, and the other person has to elicit good emotions and just give these people the 
armor on the shoulder they really need. Terry Cummings. Terry Cummings. Now, you might wonder, folks at home, why I am hyping up a guy who played in the NBA for 18 seasons starting in 1984. He was a two-time All-Star, two-time All-NBA. And the reason is because Terry... Your record was shattered last night. Oh. Damian Lillard in his Bucks debut scored 39 points, which is the most points by a Bucks player in their debut since you did it with 34 points in 1984. I know it might seem like a bad thing, but this is actually amazing. First of all, your record stood almost 40 years. Yeah, that's it's older than Charlotte. It's almost twice as old as I am. Just oh, kidding. Wow, it's not. Um, uh, so your name was said on an NBA broadcast last night. That probably hasn't happened for a while. We're talking about you today. You are back in the zeitgeist, baby, and that, there's nothing better. In today's attention economy, you're getting eyeballs, you're getting ear earballs. You are, earballs. you are, you're the man. Congrats, Terry. Also, yeah. sorry. TC. Are you ready? Once a Nick, always a Nick. That's what they say. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> would you please hype up Boston fans for their home opener against the Heat on Friday night. That's how I have to start this? Yeah. I don't even get to warm up into that no. one? Okay, uh, let's see. Hey! Um, <laughs> this is fun guys, for me. Guys, <laughs> uh, crack open a Sam Adams and uh, a spoonful of clam chowder. We're about to have a ball here because guess what? The season has finally started. You got your new look team. Charlotte saw them in person the other night. You know, the... Drag victory out of the jaws of defeat against the Knicks. And here's the thing. Now you get to welcome them home with the team that beat you three out of four times in the, com- in the conference finals, in the playoffs, the Miami Heat. But guess what? Jimmy Butler looks ridiculous, or he looked ridiculous on media day <laughs> with that hair. I want everyone to come to the garden with a picture of him and, like, your best emo pun or, or joke at his, his expense because God knows... You guys are witty and great at jokes that are totally within the lines and not offensive at all, but still scathing. Yay, Boston. Um, here's one for you. Okay. Charlotte. Yes. Billy Donovan, after being left out of a players-only meeting after the first game of the season. Good God. I know it seems very bad that you walked into the locker room and your players were already having a meeting about how pissed they were, about how much they lost to the Thunder which also happens to be your old team. Uh, and they actually asked you to leave. But that's okay, because it's game one. There are 81 more of these. Mm-hmm. And you are going to get your butt back in that locker room. Mm-hmm. You're going to round up your guys. You are going to say to them, gentlemen, I am here for you. I'm here to support you. And you're going to make them feel heard. And yeah. you know what? You're going to do that starting tonight against the Raptors. And you're going to win, because you, you have a chance against the Raptors. And he's kept his job for... Since 2020. That's pretty impressive hey, in the NBA. The dream of the 81-1 in one season still lives. Starts now. Mm-hmm. Go get him, Bill. You need to hype up Joe Dumars, Executive Vice President and Head of Basketball Operations for the National Basketball Association. Okay, all right. So this, obviously, the league made a big deal about this player participation policy, making sure you don't rest multiple stars in a game, and everything's 82, all 82, whatever. Yeah. And then last night in game two of the season, in the... <laughs> Like third night of national televised games where there was only two games on TV, the Suns sat Bradley Beal and Devin Booker due to injuries. Soreness. So, Joe, I know how this feels. Feels a little bit like egg on your face. Guess what, Joe? No. 
Because everyone, rather than saying this policy doesn't work, everyone's pointing at the Suns and saying, you guys have violated the law. <laughs> Shout out to Judge Dredd, right? So this is what you do. I say you immediately and very publicly, loudly, launch an investigation into this. I want those team of doctors that you have in New York, wherever they are, to fly to Phoenix. They play tomorrow night, Saturday night. I'll be there versus the Utah Jazz. Before the game, I want to see people in white lab coats and stethoscopes. And I want them listening to knees and feet and everything. Well, you got soreness? Oh, you got soreness? Show me. And then I want them to write a scathing report. And I want you to come down with the hammer. I don't care if, like, Bradley Beal's foot fell off. You come down with the hammer. You let Phoenix know, hey, we're not doing this anymore. Because why? This is an 82-game season. You got this, Joe. The security... For the team playing <laughs> for the Sixers after they stopped James Harden from going on this road trip oh. after he reported oh, okay. back, to, um, back to the facility. Gentlemen, first of all, great work. You did your job. Uh, have you seen any of those memes, the AI memes, where the Dude, I, the security guards are like holding Harden back? But it's like, but it, it's a fat Harden in it. Like, it's, yeah. It's, also, though, the best part is that he has his jersey on, as though yeah. he's just like suited up, that's ready how, to go to get on the plane. That's how he travels. That's how he travels. Uh, I don't know what Daryl Morey said to you guys. Um, I don't know whether any part of you was like, I feel a little weird stopping James Harden from going to play basketball. Mm-hmm. But the edict came down. The Sixers thought that James had to work a little bit harder in the practice facility before he joined because of all of the Michigas that's been going on. So you oh. just did your job. Okay. All right. Woo. Uh, I mean, your final, your final hype up. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler says the Heat will play 98 games this season. Jimmy, much like Charlotte Wilder, math may not be your strongest suit. <laughs> and here's why. <laughs> You're going to play 82 games. And then you say you're going to play 98 games, so that's 16 more games after mm. the regular season. Mm-hmm. Charlotte, if you're playing exactly 16 games, mm-hmm. uh, it could mean several things. What could it mean? It could mean you lost in the conference finals, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Because <laughs> you had long series in the first two rounds. Or I, I guess Jimmy's saying they're going undefeated in the playoffs. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I feel like he's just, I don't know. there's no way to predict how many games you're going to play, even if you are going to win the title. See, the thing is, I mean, that I saw this uh-huh. and I was like, cool, he's probably, he's probably right. Like, no part of me was like, the math doesn't math. I was like, I'm going to trust Jimmy's math on this because I for sure can't do it. In my mind, I had Jimmy say, we're going to, we're going to play <laughs> 98 games this season. <laughs> And then, yeah. you know, like just not doing the math right. But guess what, Jimmy? I support your vision because guess what? The Miami Heat, Charlotte, mm-hmm. over the last four years, mm-hmm. finals twice, Ooh. game seven of an Eastern Conference finals once, and then there was a first-round knockout. That was after the bubble, but we don't talk about that one. But so you guys have been incredibly successful despite every year people saying the Heat aren't that good. And... My thoughts are maybe, maybe, perhaps you guys can make another finals run. You got this. Maybe you'll go undefeated in the playoffs. Anyway, what are we doing now, I mean? Well, see behind you right there, Charlotte? I sure do. That man is named George Gervin, the Iceman. One of the most iconic posters ever. He wrote his memoir. It's called Why I Was Born to Score. We're going to have an exclusive conversation with him coming up right now. Have you ever wondered if Chet Holmgren might be a descendant of Abraham Lincoln? 
Or if a UFC fighter could beat an alien in a fight, you might have not, and that's okay. But Shea Serrano and Jason Concepcion from the Six Trophies podcast have. If you love basketball, and more importantly, if you love fun, you've got to listen to Six Trophies, where Shay and Jason serve up the biggest moments from around the NBA with their brand of unbridled joy, banter, and pop culture side quests. Each week, they hand out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Stuff like the Denzel Washington in Training Day trophy, given out to the player or team having the best week around the NBA. Or the Lauren Hill you might win some dot dot dot, but you just lost one trophy for the team or player that just can't get it together. Plus a bunch more trophies for all the good, bad, or just plain head scratching moments around the NBA. This playoff season, you'll want to make six trophies your go to companion podcast. Follow six trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad free right now by joining Wondery Plus. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. You guys think the Timberwolves can beat the Nuggets? Anthony Edwards is plus 1,300 to win finals MVP. Wow, that's putting the cart before the horse. And if your team isn't in the playoffs, you can wager on who's going to win in the draft lottery on May 12th. And if you're new to DraftKings, you've got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and use code ODDBALL. That's code O-D-D-B-A-L-L for new customers to get 150 smackaroos in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Our next guest needs no introduction, but I'm going to make one anyway. He's a Hall of Famer. He's an NBA top 50 and top 75 all-time player, 12-time All-Star, seven-time All-NBA, two-time All-ABA, and of course, a four-time scoring champ. His name is George Gervin, the Iceman, and he's got a new book that's coming out, a memoir called Ice, Why I Was Born to Score. George, thank you for joining us on Oddball. Uh, let me just start with the cover of the book, which has the iconic picture of you sitting on the throne with the ice basketballs. You know, having read the book, I know the story. I want you to share the story of taking that picture because it's a cool <laughs> picture, but it wasn't exactly a, a, a pleasurable experience for you. In hindsight, you know, I mean, never, never thought that it was going to get the recognition that it did when we did do it. Um, you know, obviously they called me into either Portland or Seattle, and I went into an ice company. <laughs> and... Going into the ice company, I, I, I sat in there and watched them build the throne out of real ice. 
you know. So I actually stayed there while they built the throne, the chair. And then um, I sat on it with my little sweatsuit for I don't know how many hours, six, seven hours. You know, uh, it was amazing to me, you know. uh, But, you know, as I sat on it, it's real ice, so it get cold. So, you know, I said for a while, I said, yeah, I got to get up. And, you know, I can't take it. I mean, so I kept getting up. I kind of, yeah, I mean, appreciative, yeah. I mean, I still, today, people come to me and say, I had that Iceman poster, man. I mean, it's amazing to me. And, I, I, you know, I still appreciate it, man, like somebody told me years ago. It's, you. I mean, it's iconic as you are, George. Um, but you you said something in your book that I particularly loved that really stayed with me after I read it, um, talking about faith, how you have to believe in yourself or, or in whatever it is um, sort of blindly until it is proven, until you prove it out. And I, I guess my question is, how did you keep going in those moments where it had, where you hadn't proved it yet, where you were still in that sort of holding on phase passion you know i mean you know love for something you know you know how you you know i tell guys today man you know how people say man i love the game i say okay but i was in love with it and when you're in love you dig deeper you know you research you know to me and especially as i got older it's everything you know so in order to have faith in something you know, you got to research and find out what it is. That's how you gain faith. See, so it becomes another kind of knowledge. See, it becomes accurate knowledge. When you have accurate knowledge in something, you're real comfortable with it. You live with it. You know, you live by it. So when we talk about faith for me, that's how I get it. I get it from research. One of the most interesting things I read in your book is something I don't think any one of us in a million years would have guessed would be your sentiment or, you know, the sentiment of someone of your stature, which is said, if you could do it all again, you would have had a regular life and just gone to a nine to five and not played basketball. Why, why, why do you say that? Being a celebrity, being an entertainer, being in this system that we live in, it's all about them. It's all about money. You know, um, you could lose yourself in it, you know, which in my book, I share that, you know, um, the most valuable thing to me is my family. Mm-hmm. I could have lost that with the choices I made by having that celebrity life. I wasn't ready for it in, in the sense of, you know, it, 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 you know, that world draws you. You know, it, it draws you in a sense to where, you know, I said, man, you know, you could actually lose yourself. You know, this is how I tease myself. I say, you know, Ice tried to kill George. <laughs> to understand that, Ice was my what? Stage name. Right. I'm George. I got lost being Ice. <laughs> I'm back being George. I love being George. But I guess my question would be, if you could do it all again, do you think it would have been inevitable? Would ice always come out and take over George? Was, uh, well, I don't no think I, don't do think I would have be been George. ice. If I could have did it right. all over again, I wouldn't have been ice. Right. You know what I'm saying? I would, with the 
passion I have for doing things, I think I could have did something else and been a lot, you know, just as successful, not as famous, but just as successful. You know, I love electronics. You know, back in the day, you know, I even thought about being a police officer back in the day, you know, so I'm glad I wasn't. But I talk about mental health in it, too. Yeah. You can see a lot of people that you know, had a lot more success than me struggle with that type of lifestyle. You know, I mean, think about it, man. I mean, I spent more time out in the in the world than I did with the ones that I love. Because, you know, in the end, you're hopefully and prayerfully, when all that's over, said and done, you can have that. You can have that family. You know, I don't know if either one of y'all are married, but, you know, you, you know, something, man, going home, man, to a, a, a 10,000 square foot house, man, and you walk in there, man, and, and you say, hey, and, and, and you hear something, hey, 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 because you're in there by yourself. Hmm. I could have lost all that man with that choice that I made to become a pro. But, you know, I'm only saying that now because I'm on the other side, you right. know I mean? So I can explain that to somebody that ain't there yet and say, Hey, it ain't all what it seems to be. And a lot of the ones we see, we only see two hours of them or however long it takes to play the game. We don't know what's happening in the 22 hours, you know, and what they are struggling with. You know what I mean? So that's kind of like what I mean, man. Um, you know, when you look at my book and you say born to score, you if you really look at it, you'll think I'm talking about scoring the basketball. I'm talking about scoring in life. You know, I didn't have one of the biggest programs in San Antonio than probably anybody in San Antonio. You know, I scored in that area. So born to score, you know, it, It'll draw you. Thank you. Talk, you know, thank you. Talking about me doing that. But that ain't me. Do you think uh, have, have you talked to any current players about those distractions or about how difficult it is to stay George instead of ice, whatever that name may be for for current players? Do you think it's gotten any harder with, you know, more access or social media, or all these other elements added in? You know, that's a good, um, you know, that's a good question, Charlie, because think about it. We didn't have that when I was playing. Now you got it. Now it's a lot easier. They made more money, you know, and we all know what money is. I mean, you can make all you want, but if you don't develop that ability to keep it, that drive you crazy, too. You know, so no, I haven't had a chance to talk to, you know, any of the guys. I mean, I mentioned in the book about the uh, Players Association, you know, and how important it is to have guys like us, you know, to help direct some of these young men. I mean, these young men coming in and do what I've done. It's a lot easier to talk to me, you know, somebody that done, done the same thing you've done, than to talk to somebody that ain't, haven't done it. You know, I mean, it's, not, it's, it's, it's really common sense, but we know common sense ain't common no more. You know, I mean, so, it, 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 you know, it makes so much sense to say, wow, why can't we develop a program to get guys like Ice and Doc and guys that experience things? I've been on both sides of it. We can help some of them don't get to that side where they can lose everything they got. You know what I mean? But again, that, that's just my heart speaking out. I, I, I'm not doing it to 
to say start a program. You know, I'm doing it because I was going over things in the book in my life and I was talking about these kind of things. You mentioned, obviously, the struggles that you had uh, with the lifestyle. You've been very open with your struggles with addiction. Uh, in the book, you talk about calling up John Lucas, who uh, ran a very successful kind of rehab program down in Houston uh, and getting the help that you needed to get uh, clean. What made you make that call? How did you know that you were ready? Was there something that happened that made you say, man, I got to get my life in order? What what turned that light bulb on for you? You know, probably, man, one day, man, when I was sitting in here and just looking at myself. She called, man, we know when you're addicted to something, man, you can't face yourself. You know, you can't look in the mirror. You know, I mean, you know, you you look at me. You, you, <laughs> that's what I tease people say. I say, man, you know, I just look at me like this, brush my teeth like this. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to see myself. Right. You know, I mean, you know, it's kind of like smoking. You know, people smoke, man, but they they want to stop. But smoking is an addiction. You know, it becomes intertwined in your life. You know, you go to bed when you wake up, you want a cigarette, you smoke, you know, drink a cup of coffee, you want a cigarette. You know, it's intertwined in your life and stuff, man. So I've been to two other treatment centers before I went to John. Mm-hmm. I went to John. I went to the other two treatment centers because of the pressure at home. You know, my wife and them said that I'm going to leave you if you don't go. Mm-hmm. You know, so I went then. But I wasn't going for me. I was going for her. But that third time I went, I I say, man, I got to take the challenge to lose everything, man, to save myself. So I'm going in for me. You know what I mean? And when I went in for me, I got clean. And John was the perfect guy, you know, because I knew him. I trusted him. You know, I knew he had problems. You know, so I was comfortable going in him to get clean, man. So that's why I decided to go to John. You seem like a very um, like a person who's at peace with yourself, George, and and with your career and, and your life as a whole. As you as you say, you approach things very holistically. And something that was interesting to me, how you're you're OK with not having won a championship and how how difficult it is and, and how you don't think people should be judged Based on that, did you always feel that way? Was there any part of you, you know, right after you were playing or while you were playing where you felt like, you know, maybe a little more blame on others or or anything like that? My last contract in the early 80s, uh, I had a chance to play with the Lakers. I think I write about that in the book. Jerry Buss came to me, not me, to my owner, Andrew Droz, and said, I'll give you three first-round draft picks for George the Ice to play with Lakers. I said, I don't want to play with the Lakers. I won't beat the Lakers, you know, I mean, because that's how I came up because you beat me. I want to beat you back. I thought we could beat them. That was enough for me. You know, um, you know, how some people say I'll do whatever it takes to win. I wouldn't. I never would do whatever it takes to win because it's still just a game, you know. And when you develop that kind of mentality, I think other things in your life get involved, you know. So I didn't have that mentality. Um I am comfortable with my career. I come from bread lines. You know, what I always say, the name of the book almost been from bread lines to headlines. How I'm going to not be comfortable with where I came from to where I got in pro sports. 
I won't let you or nobody else put the narrative saying that I didn't have a good career because I didn't win the champ. I couldn't beat the Lakers. It's just a known fact. We couldn't beat them. Now, I'm satisfied with the guys that I played with to try to beat them. I ain't saying if I had more people around me. I had enough people around me to beat them. We just didn't. You know, I had that shot to beat them, and then I had a shot to beat the um, Baltimore Bullets back then. We just didn't do it, man. I'm satisfied with that. You know, I don't let nobody push my narrative of saying what kind of career I had from where I came from. Come on. (laughs) I ain't caught up in that. I love that. Great. I'm good. I think that was good. good. Those were funny. That was the show. That feels like the show.